Welcome to the Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEO Podcast. I'm Martin Harshberger, President of Measurable Results, LLC, and martinharshberger.com. I'm a retired CEO of both a manufacturing company and a third-party logistics company. We were lucky enough to grow both to eight-figure organizations. I've been consulting with small and mid-tier companies for the past 16 years. Our mission with this podcast is to provide a forum to help CEOs in these critical industries share their stories, share best practices, and learn from each other. If you'd like to be a guest in our podcast, go to www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. Each interview will take about 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome back to Manufacturing Supply Chain CEOs. We have another great episode for you today. Our guest is Ryan Miller. President and CEO of PWI. You can find out more about Ryan and his company at pwiworks.com. Ryan, thank you for taking some time today. Great, great to be here, Mike. Good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting, uh, exciting times we're in right now. So, yes, to say the least. Um, I went to the website, very cool stuff that you guys are working on. Can you let some of our audience know what it is that you guys do at PWI? Absolutely. So kind of our, one of our catchphrases is uh, we maximize your production. Uh, so we love, we love going into uh, an empty manufacturing plant or one that uh, needs to be set up. And we set up everything inside a manufacturing plant uh, for that manufacturer. So overhead crane and hoist systems, uh, mezzanines, which is the second story level uh, in a building and all the stairways and freight elevators going up and up to that. Uh, also do fall protection and safety. Um, so the, kind of the big three are cranes, mezzanines, and fall protection. So that's uh, there's a lot of products surrounding those three general products. Uh, we we kind of call it our big three that we focus on. <clears throat> and if you look in, into most plants, that's kind of what's inside most plants uh, is uh, uh, overhead lifting and extra space and stairways and plant offices upstairs, things like that. And uh, that's what we focus on. And um, and we used to be really localized here in northern Indiana. Uh, and that's changed a lot in the last five years. We're traveling all over the place, uh, doing, doing this work. So it's been, it's been fun. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a fun ride. So. Yes. Uh, 2020 was a very interesting year. 2021, um, is probably going to go down in history right alongside 2020. Uh, can you let our listeners know a little bit about, uh, some of the challenges and obstacles you had to face last year and this year as well. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have, you know, the, we got, we are all, I think we're all sick and tired of the word unprecedented, but it's the only word that really describes sure. where we're at. And, uh, and not only, I agree with you, not only last year, this year as well. Um, yeah, as, as a CEO, it's been extremely challenging last year, you know, uh, around this time, we were just delving into this whole, you know, is this going to last until July 4th? Surely not. You know, we were, we were saying that. And um, so, yeah, we had a challenging Q2 uh, for, for sure. Um, Q1 felt pretty normal. Q2 was just um, where it just, it really, we paused, we shut down production for about a month and then we brought in some essential workers back in and and it kind of got back into, into business there by, by the by, the last two quarters, July fourth on, we're insane again. We were we were really really busy, and uh, we're working on growth plans already, and and a lot was happening by that time. But uh, that second quarter was was really challenging in figuring out how we're going to deal 
with COVID-19 and all that. That was, that was, that was, that was rough. Um, <clears throat> what happened at the end of the year uh, with, so we were busy, uh, our sales teams quoting projects and, and projects that, that go into Q, Q1 of 21 and all that. Um, just a lot of, a lot of business was already scheduled uh, for January, February, March uh, of this year. And uh, then what happened with the, with the steel pricing uh, and the wood pricing, all the pricing for that matter. But um uh, importing some from Asia, uh, we have some products that come in from 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 China, uh, Taiwan, and uh, that was a challenge with lead times. Uh, you know, container ships being slowed down, things like that. But but the biggest one for us was was steel and wood. Uh, and, and you might ask why well, why do we do wood? Well, we uh, our mezzanines have wood flooring on on the top, and so that that uh, that's a version of plywood. Uh, there's a resin deck that we use many times, uh, which is made specifically for that. Uh, and then also just a floor, a wood uh, flooring product as well. And we buy that by the truckload and it has just been really tough to get that. Plus the truck, you know, the price has tripled or whatever. Sure. Um, steel, steel was just unbelievable. Not only could you not get it the next day, like we're used to, or the next week at the latest, it was, you know, rollings were way out. Um, and I think the biggest issue we had, as I mentioned, sales guys were quoting things in December and projects weren't getting designed and completed until February or March. And uh, you talk about a nightmare, uh, you know, so you were ordering steel um, that was quoted in November and we're ready to order the steel in March. And you know what happened in that in that time frame, uh, sure. I mean, double, you know, and so we're looking at 100% increase on, on wide flange beams or whatever it might be. Uh, tubing was... 125%, I think is what is what that about is right now from, from November till now. So how do you handle that? And so that's, that's been a challenge. And, and uh, I don't know that I have it all figured out yet, but it's been uh, working with contractors and begging for, um, you know, a workability on that and saying, what can we do going back to the customer, uh, whether it's directly to the customer or a contractor or a dealer relationship that we have, uh, they've all been tough. Um, and I understand, you know, um, why it's been tough, you know, so nobody wants a price increase. So absolutely not. Uh, Our show is manufacturing supply chain CEOs. We speak with many different uh, CEOs, presidents, entrepreneurs like yourself. Um, It seems like uh, in the last year and looking forward as well, um, there's issues with personnel execution. It sounds like your biggest issue is the actual supply chain, uh, cost of materials and, uh, how it gets from A to yeah. B. Um, what are you anticipating and how are you looking forward to 2021 to try and you know, navigate that, I guess? Right. I, I won't argue that 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 personnel has been a tough problem. It, it has. I feel like that's a little more in our control. Okay. Um, I say that. I always, <clears throat> I always tell people, you know, what are you going to do about it? I mean, uh, you know, there's people hiring all around us. There's people getting jobs. There's people getting hired. You know, what am I doing to make our company more attractive than, than the one down, a mile on the road? So I feel like we can. We, we're doing a job fair this Friday at a, at a career center locally here, trying to get high school kids coming out of school to come come fill out applications. And I feel like we have. There's things we can do. Well, you can't, you know, get Nucor or SDI or whatever to roll beam for you till August. Uh, you know, um, it's really really tough. So. Uh, we have looked at uh, importing some more, uh, some of the mezzanine structure. Uh, can we import some of that from, from China? We've, we've looked at some of those things. Um, we've looked at um, 
a lot of different options there, but mostly we're just trying to plan ahead more. I mean, we're just trying to say, look, this, this, we used to wait until, you know, a month before the project starts or two weeks before the project starts to get, you know, jobs, uh, you know, approved, finalized and, and, and steal to the, to our purchasing agents uh, to, to get placed. And now we're saying, you know, do it immediately. And we, so uh, we were pretty proud of ourselves having, having most of our, we've expanded a few times here in the last five years and most of our steel trucks come inside, get unloaded by cranes, uh, and are ready for processing inside. Well, that's just changed. So we have a lot of steel outside, uh, both on the north ends, north and south ends of the buildings here, and 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 we're we're just stocking, stockpiling some steel that was was sized and specced for the project that'll happen in July. You know, and so uh, a little more rust happening there. Some that we don't like that stuff, but we've had no choice. And you know, uh, and you know, obviously in our cleaning process and painting process, we're we're dealing with all those things. But uh, we're trying to plan ahead. That's probably the number one um, fix that we've had to do. Right. So adapting, pivoting, being able to, uh, uh, like you said, what's in your control, things that you can control. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I, I say that, uh, coolly, but it's, it's been, it's been nothing but cool. I mean, I, it's been, it's been tough and, uh, but, uh, but it's been, uh, we, we've been able to manage, we haven't shut down, you know, one day because of materials yet. And I'm, I'm grateful, very grateful for that. So it's, uh, we've been able to, we've had some jobs paused and we go, you know, uh, cause we're waiting on this product uh, or this, you know, these, this truck loaded beams, we're waiting for those. So we'll jump to the next project in queue, uh, that type of thing. But, uh, it's been, it's been manageable. Excellent. Um, what kind of strategy meetings do you have with your, uh, with your team? Is it, um, you know, your management, is it the whole company? How do you go about you know, innovating or planning for the future. Yeah. Um, so we have, we have uh, an employee meeting um, uh, every month. We don't do it every week with all the employees that are there. Uh, I speak at every other month. So I'm, I'm as a CEO, I'm addressing all the employees at least, at least six times a year. Um, and probably more than that on average, but, but at least six times a year that I'm talking about bigger strategy, where we're going, where we're heading. I'm talking to my executive team every single week, uh, every single morning, actually. We, we have a daily huddle in my office right here uh, at 7 a.m. every morning. And my executive team is in here and we're, we're just huddling for 15 minutes about, you know, what's hot, what's stuck, you know, what's wrong and, and what are the issues. And some of those things are coming up in those daily things. So uh, it's uh, I started that a year and a half ago, two years ago already. And, and I don't think we would have made it through. 2020 without that. I mean, as, as far as, you know, who is sick today, who called in, Oh, oh my goodness. Well, that's going to happen. You know, we need to, we need to you know, make three phone calls about this. And so, and, and so our executive sessions are every Thursday. Uh, that, that's been really good. Um, probably the biggest topic we've had there is pricing, um, getting the sales team to know where to price the next job they're doing and to forecast. Well, we learned yeah. that November to March, this happened. So what are we going to do to make sure that doesn't happen from March to August? And I've talked to, you know, we've talked to a lot of our vendors and try to get some forecasting, but I, I think the pricing, uh, you know, and the sales guys, nobody wants to make that phone call. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard that before, but um, yeah. what sales guy wants to, you know, he's, a, he's the sales guy and he's the friend of the customer and he's the hero. Uh, how many sales guys want to actually call their customers and say, Hey, by the way, um, we can't do your project uh, for anywhere close to what I quoted for you, you know, three months ago. And I couldn't order the steel because it wasn't designed. So by the way, here's the, if you want to do it, we can do that. But surcharge is, you know, you know, 38% higher than what I quoted or whatever it might be. Um, that doesn't go over well, even when 
you would seem it would seem like they've heard that everywhere else from all their other vendors. Uh, some of ours have not been that understanding. Let me assure you, <laughs> they've yeah. not been that understanding. So at the pricing deal has been the number one issue uh, uh, because there's no point in doing the the, the project if you're going to lose a hundred grand or whatever you're going to lose on it. So, um, and we've tried to been we've we've been ethical about it. You know, we're not. We've made it very clear to our customers we're not trying to make extra margin. You know, we're we're, we're actually going to lose. We're, we're going to make less margin. We're fine with breaking even here, right. uh, but we can't do it and lose hundred grand on this one million dollar job or whatever it might be. You know, right. So it's been tough. Uh, some of the conversations I've had recently with CEOs like yourself. Um, they're surprised that some of this information. Obviously, uh, the lumber increase is in the news. But steel and other materials, building materials, um, that quite doesn't get as much notice in the news. Uh, so I would imagine, um, can you tell us a little bit more about, I would imagine there's uh, some educating your customers on why there's this increase and, yeah. um, you know, it, it seems like it's only going to continue to go up where at some point yeah. there's gotta, it's got to break and, and come down. Can right. you delve into that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, I, I wrote, I wrote a two page, probably was too wordy because I tend to be too wordy, but I, I wrote a two page document and I had some, um, I can't remember what, um, what chart I used, what manufacturing association I used. I, I used, I found a steel price increase. That was an index, a, a nationally recognized index of steel price increase. And I had that snip in my letter to the customers that are, that are, that are going to get an email or a phone call from one of our sales guys, basically like, uh, you know, before the invoice and before the, here we go, it's a letter from the CEO saying, this is where we're at. This is what's going on. We're assuring you uh, that this is not just us. It's, it's an industry wide thing. You know, I always play that. We assume you've heard this from 10 other people before me, but um, so we've tried to just show them on paper that this is what's happened with, with, with the increase. And, and the one, the one chart I used, um, I think I've used two different ones. One is actually compares with 08 and what happened here is worse than 08. And it really like shocks you, wakes you up and says, wow, that's, that's crazy with, you know, with, with what's happened here. So, um, so there's just uh, the, The spikes right now are, are like nobody just PWI. It's not just Northern Indiana. It's um, it's uh, it's it's everywhere. So, yeah. Um, your customer base are they repeat customers? Are they kind of one and dones, or how strong are these relationships where they? I know you said some of them don't want to hear that phone call and I would imagine most of them don't, yeah. but some of them have to understand where you're coming from. And they, it's not like uh, COVID hasn't affected everybody and they don't understand that there's this pandemic going on. So correct. Uh, what, how, correct. how's the relationships been with uh, your customers? Uh, some, a little rocky. Uh, your first question was how long-term are our relationships? I, they're, they're long. I mean, most of them have been our long-term relationships that we've, done multiple projects for over, over the years. And so, uh, you know, we're doing a project for, for, you know, the end users FedEx uh, in Colorado, uh, one of their distribution okay. centers right now, uh, that's a first time customer for us, but it's working with a, a, a dealer or a partner uh, that we've done multiple projects for in the past. So, uh, so they've been understanding of it, uh, you know, how well can he articulate what I'm telling 
we're telling them to a company like FedEx, who knows? I, I you know, I, I, I'm not in those rooms for those conversations. Uh, and, and some of our customers are direct. Some of them are, are direct manufacturers. Uh, you know, we have a lot of direct relationships as well that have been there for 20 years. Uh, so yeah, they've, um, I think the general contractors are probably the most challenging. And I, I, I say that carefully because <laughs> we have a lot of customers that are, that are GCs and, and, you know, there again, that's that's one more step of a salesperson. Um, if you sold a job to to Amazon, let's say, uh, who wants to make that phone call to Amazon and tell them that their that your supplier went up thirty eight percent? Nobody wants to make that phone call. So, I feel like the middleman has 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 made it even tougher because they are going to fight like crazy to not be the bad guy to their customer. If that makes sense, and so I, I assume we're not the only ones in that in that position. But uh, that's been a, a tough position to be because um, you know, the direct consumers are like are saying, "No, we we get it. All of our vendors are going up. We understand what's it going to take to get this job done." We're like, "This is where it's at. I mean, this is bare bones cost. Here you go. We can sit down at the table with them and say this is where it's at." So that's been um, that's been the easier ones. <laughs> uh, but and I understand, you know, so. Those those middleman partners that we have are doing a great job, but they're just like the sales guys that we have to. They don't want to pass that on any worse than <laughs> or any more than our guys do. So right. um, that's been the, that's been a challenge. Uh, where do you see the industry heading this year? Uh, I see no end in sight. The, re- the the rest of this year is going to be unbelievable. It's going to be a record year for us, and, and uh, uh, already with bookings, we're 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 booked into next February and March already. Um, we have we've left some um, we've left some windows. Uh, we're trying to grow to add capacity in August, September, October. Uh, you know, uh, and we're adding crews. We're adding we're adding all kinds of things right now. Uh, some automation we're adding to 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 be able to sell a job and ship it in three months. Cause when you say a year, nobody sells anything in a year from now. So we're right. trying to build some capacity there. Um, some of that was part of the uh, expansions we did last year. Uh, uh, the last half of last year, we did some pretty sizable expansion square footage here and all that. Um, and we're kind of filling up that space now with some equipment. Uh, and we're just really thankful that we did that. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're uh, we, nobody, our sales guys hands would be tied. Uh, if we would be adding some capacity uh, for for a Q, you know, three and four um, of right. this year, that's what we're trying to do. Awesome, love it. Um, any projects you're working on now? You want to let our audience know about? Um, <clears throat> we're excited about. Um, I tell you what, the industry that I'm probably excited about a lot is is the modular home industry. Um, is uh, we're doing a job in California um, uh, for a new for a new company there uh, called S two A. And they're fantastic people, uh, direct relationship with them. And they're going to change uh, the industry. We're, and we've worked in the past a lot for the modular home industry uh, where they, where they, where they call them, you know, back in the day, they were trailer houses or whatever, or, you know, uh, uh, recreational, they're not recreational vehicles. These are homes. Right. And S2A has just, in my opinion, revolutionized and, and not, they're not the only ones. There's a lot of people doing this, uh, but they're making really beautiful homes that are built in a factory, in a plant and shipped, you know, to Arizona. And, 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 and so, uh, the relationship we have with them is very valuable and we're, we're excited about their growth plans that I won't share on here, but, uh, they're, they've, they've very, very massive growth plans and we're excited to be a part of what they're doing. That's probably been the biggest, um, since 08, that's just been a dead, a dead zone in my opinion. Uh, uh, all the other manufacturing that we're involved with has been pretty steady. 
that that's just a, a new thing that's exploding. Uh, and it's, they're trying to fill the housing market gap. Uh, the contra the lo- local GC that's building a house can't keep up. And so they're, they're, um, they're doing a fantastic job of making a house, uh, a modular home uh, or a, a mobile home, whatever you want to call that um, a home that's built as a kit delivered to a, to the house site and set up. Uh, it doesn't look anything like uh, it looks just like a stick built home. And, and we're excited to be part of what they're doing that we're going to be on site in California on that, on that uh, job site. Um, I think in, in May, I believe uh, late May, early June here. So, um, and we'll have crews there to start putting that, uh, that plant together. And we're excited about that. So, that's probably the highlight of the month for, for me. And that's been a long time. That's, that's been, we've been working on that for a year, but we're finally here. And this is plant one that we're doing with this company and, and it's been exciting. So. Awesome. I got my first taste of construction when I was six years old. My best Ooh. friend uh, uh, had a modular home built. And so we would, we were there watching the cranes bring in the home. And uh, he went from a 1200 square foot house to like a 4,000 square foot house. Wow. So, uh, wow. That's to cool. see that to see that size built, uh, it was pretty amazing. And for a six-year-old kid uh, to really have that understanding of okay, it's you know, yeah. I can I can watch a bunch of guys uh, build a house, and yeah. and now I mean that was thirty years ago, ah, maybe not that long, but yeah. uh, twenty-five yeah. years ago or so. Sure. And, and uh, but uh, nonetheless, it was very cool. So that's that's awesome. Uh, again, innovation and and. Uh, um, Making life more efficient. Uh, that's yeah. what we stress on this show a lot. Absolutely. Um, and they're certainly doing that. I, they're, they're doing that. And it's fun to, to bring our product line. What's fun is when we see our product line, our, our big three, as we call it, uh, work in so many different applications. We're able to use our experience for this industry and use it in that industry as well. And man, we can, we can, we have a lifting system that will lift this roof onto this home, uh, whatever that might be. And it's just, it's been cool to, 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 to see our, our, our solutions work in multiple uh, industries. So it's been fun. Excellent. Well, I can tell from uh, this conversation, uh, the way you manage your company and how your company comes together to deal with problems and look forward to the future that I'm sure you guys will uh, continue to grow. So much success to you. Uh, Ryan, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know uh, before we head out? Uh, yeah, I appreciate the, the interview here, Mike, and it's been it's been a good a good chat here. Um, I I uh, just I guess let's keep pressing on. I I uh, I um, I've just found it very very valuable to enter into to, to network with with other CEOs and other business owners that are in the same place as I am. And I uh, listening to podcasts like this and uh, uh, just listened to, to a great one last night and uh, uh, and hearing where where the struggles are at from other people. I, I probably couldn't. I just couldn't do this alone. Uh, without, uh, I, I'm on a mastermind call every two weeks, and that's been fantastic uh, to, to 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 network with the other guys that are struggling with shortage of labor and with material price increases, and 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 uh, and uh, you know, having that having that network of people around me uh, outside of this of these of these walls here, uh, which I value very much, but getting that outside perspective of people that are ahead of the journey. Um, uh, of me uh, has been very, very valuable for me. So I would encourage everybody to, 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 to do that. Uh, that's especially, especially in these times uh, to be a, on an Island is, is, is uh, this is the wrong time to be on an Island. Let's put it that way. So right. it's been very, very, very thankful that I've had that group for the last couple of years. And especially as we went into this year and, and last. So, yeah. 
Excellent. Great advice uh, for our entrepreneurs and CEOs out there. Um, Ryan, why don't you let our listeners know where they can find out more about uh, PWI? Absolutely. So follow me on LinkedIn, uh, uh, Ryan Miller on, on LinkedIn. I, I, I share a lot of stuff on there um, and what's going on with our company, what we're doing, some videos and, and photos. But our main website is uh, is pwiworks.com. And there you'll see all the things that we do, uh, some some good content there of what, you can, of what, um, what we do every day here. And uh, uh, also on Instagram and all the other stuff as well, uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. But uh, Love to have you check us out, guys, and see what we do and let us know how we can maximize your production. Uh, if we can help you somehow, that'd be awesome. Excellent. Ryan Miller, CEO and president of PWI. Very much appreciate your time, sir. Like I said, much success to you and uh, to all our listeners out there. Hope you enjoyed another great episode of Manufacturing Supply Chain CEOs, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEOs. If you're a successful CEO in manufacturing or supply chain and would like to be part of the program, please visit www.martinharsberger.com apply. If you got some value out of the interview, please share it on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Also, if you know someone that would make a great guest, tag them and let them know about the show. Again, our mission is to focus on manufacturing and supply chain CEOs. We'd like to share your story and provide industry trends and updates that would interest our listeners. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and interviews go a long way in promoting the show. You can connect with me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn at uh, Martin Harshberger or through my website, www.martinharshberger.com. Again, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening.